Um, my talk today is called The Silence of God. Uh, and I think all of us as evangelical Christians are very used to the concept of God speaking to us. Uh, we say God speaks today and God speaks like he did in the past. And we have a direct relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And any one of us can hear God, and we do. But I think the way it sounds sometimes is that uh, we're meant to expect that God is always constantly speaking to us, and there's this constant voice going on in our heads. But I've called this talk the silence of God. Because I think it's very clear from the Bible, and I think it's clear from my life, and I imagine your life, there are, there are times when God does not speak. When he is silent. I'm not talking about the word because the word is, is living and always speaks. I'm talking about when you're seeking God's voice in a, in a specific way about specific things and he's silent. Now, the Bible's clear about certain situations where the silence of God is because of something we have done. So we know it's very clear from the Bible that if we are in sin, which we haven't confessed and it's ongoing, we shouldn't expect God to speak to us because unconfessed sin is a barrier. We also know from, for example, Elijah that God uh, can speak in the still small voice. So we know that if we're filling our lives with noise and busyness and we're not making space to hear God's still small voice, we may not hear him. We also know that if we're very stubborn and we're doggedly pursuing our own agenda in life, then God is shut out and he doesn't have room to speak. So in all those situations, the problem lies with us. But what if we're doing all the right things? What if we have confessed our sins? We're giving room for God to speak to us. We're seeking him. And still God is silent. Not for a day, not for a week, sometimes months, sometimes years. God is 
տարիներ մինչև անգամ աստուծանը չլսվում։ Եվ գուցե ունեցել եք դու այդ փորձառությունը իմ նման, որ ուղակի ձևով, հստակ ձևով աստվածեց խոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեցքոսեց
ձեր ծանոթների ընկերների միջոցով ուզում եք ասված հետս խոսեց այսօր երեք էլ խոսեց առաջի օրն էլ խոսեց այս բոլոր օրնությունները տվեց So I want to talk about God's silence Ուրեմն ուզում եմ այսօր կիսվեմ ձեր հետ Because when God is silent, the Bible tells us He նորից ուզում է որ մենք փնտրեք իրենք որ նա մի երկնային ծրագիր ունի մեր կյանքերի համար David vor astugomis shat sirvats megner to whom God spoke clearly and frequently ankamner astvats hstak zevov iren het khosets but to whom he was also frequently silent bats ankamner andep David na lures David crazy yev ait luruchan zhamanaknere khen tasnum er David made David miserable nran shat tkhretsnum er because he knew how good it was when God spoke He also knew what he was missing when God was silent. Որով հետև նա ճաշակել էր իմ անմեր ինչ հոյակապ է երբ որ աստու ձայնը լսում էր երբ ինչ ամայի երբ որ լռություն է. Hear my prayer O Lord let my cry for help come to you. Սաղմոս 21-ից ասմատեր աստվածի իմ աղոթքս իմ աղաղակներս լսիր. Do not hide your face from me when I am in distress. Why are you hiding he said. Դեմ կտմի դարձրուր ինձնից երբ որ ես նեղության մեջ եմ, ինչու ես դարձել ինձ։ Turn your ear to me. Why is your ear turned to someone else and not me? Ինչու ական ճտուրիչներին տալիս ես, բայց ոչ ինձ։ When I call answer me quickly, not next week, not next month, answer me quickly. Եթե որ փնտրում ու աղաղակում եմ ու կանչում եմ քեզ պատասխաներ ինձ այսօր ոչ թե մի ուշապատ Look what Jeremiah says to God Jeremiah մեջ ինչ են գաշում Jeremiah who is a prophet prophets hear from God all the time Նա ասում մարկարեն եւ մարկարենի գործն սա է If you're a prophet you don't hear from God what's the point Եթե մարկարեն ես եւ չես կարողանում աստու ձայնը լսել քո մարկարեն ինձ արժեք ունի One of the greatest prophets says this Երեմայան էլ այս փորձառությունից անցել է նա որ ամենամեծ մարկարեներից մեկն է Հարցնում ասում ինչու դու օտարի նման ես ինձ հետ Երեմայա համար աստված օտարական է եղել Ինչու ճամփորդող մեկի նման ես որ մենակ մեկի շերը մնում You might have had friends or relatives who come and they're just in transit or for a short stay and they just stay one night ուղղությունը <laughs> I had a taste but it didn't you know where did that go Yeah what was that all about shot garchet evum chek haska And Jeremiah saying the same you're like a traveler who stays only one night 
Yeremanel mevnun banasum. Champorti numanes teraslas vurvem megisheres motosiyer. I want more, God. I want more. I want you to stay a fortnight. I want you to stay a month. But you just stay a night and you're gone. Teraslatuzum megshapat yerkushapat imhetmanas. Megamisimhetmanas. Vorste megisher. Job of all of his sufferings. Hobe vorshat tarabankneren mesel. His physical pain. Մարմնական <imitation> Why do you regard me as your enemy? It's easy to see a silent God as an enemy. When we're in pain and confusion and we're desperate for God to give an answer and to speak, his silence makes it feel like he's more of an enemy than a loving God. And God in the Bible doesn't just, he isn't just silent uh, towards heroes of faith. He can choose to be silent to hold people for extended periods of time. And by that we mean centuries. It says in 1 Samuel chapter 3, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. And there was no widespread revelation. And we have the whole period of several hundred years between the Old and the New Testament where God wasn't speaking. And we have the Holy Spirit today speaking to us and thank God we have the Word. But the principle remains the same that God in His sovereign will has periods where He speaks directly and periods where He chooses not to. I think the most significant example of God's silence is in the New Testament. Jesus Christ, the God, the Father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God the Father chose to be silent and cut off relationship with his beloved son. He said he chose to pour all of the wrath of judgment of mankind's sin onto his son at that time. And the, and the pain of God the Father's silence was, we know from scripture, incredibly difficult for Jesus. So what can we learn from these heroes of faith about God's silence? First of all, it's okay to complain to God about his silence. God hates it when we're indifferent towards him. But he loves us seeking with him, seeking him and wrestling with him and, and engaging him and arguing with him. But Sirumabor, Mijamatenki Rahet, Puntrenki Rahet, Iranis Bahanjank. 
because it means we haven't shut him out of our life. God hates being shut out. He's a jealous God. He wants our time and our attention. Even if he chooses in his sovereign will not to speak, he wants us to seek him out. David and Jeremiah and Job and Jesus show us that we have a clear mandate. We can go to God and complain that he's silent. There's a place for that in the Bible. And it's a valid reaction. So when God is silent, he wants us to seek him regardless. The worst thing we can do is in despondency to shut him out. There's a spiritual secret here, a mystery. He still wants us to pursue him and seek him. And that will come to this, but it takes courage and it takes faith. Because at times it can seem like you're speaking to a wall, not to this God who speaks and loves you. So I think the next part is also very important because we have to understand, and this will encourage us to keep persevering when God is silent, that God's silence is not a pointless silence. And God's silence is not like man's silence. If my friend is not speaking to me, then that to me is offensive and it's, a, it's an issue. But God's silence is not like man's silence. There's a very specific point to it often. And God can use his silence for his divine purposes. If it wasn't for God's silence towards David, would David really have been on his knees searching his heart for any unconfessed sin? God's consistent silence towards David during periods of his life, we see in the same psalm, brought him to a place where he was searching his heart, asking God to show him where there's unconfessed sin, show him where he has fallen short that the relationship might be restored. David responsibility as king of Israel. He had to be in a place of complete dependency and holiness before God. And God's silence drove him to deeper repentance. Now, 
A less common example, perhaps now. Natalia and I were reading this week about Anna, Samuel's mother. For long periods of time, she prayed and prayed for a child, and she did not hear God. She didn't get an answer at all. She didn't even get what some other people, barren women, got, which was, you will one day have a child. Uh, Just hang in there. She got nothing. All she got was her competitor wife's taunting her. But who knows what would have, what would have happened if but things had been different, if God had spoken to her. In Anna's desperation at God's silence, she came to a place inspired by the Holy Spirit where she said, God, you give me a son, he will serve you all of his life in your temple. If God had given her a child straight away and spoken straight away, she might not have made that pledge. And what would most likely have happened would have been that the priest Eli's wicked and evil sons would have taken over uh, as judge yes. and prophet. And evil would have ruled and abuse would have ruled. So perhaps God's silence there was inspired by the Spirit to bring about Anna's pledge and, and the commitment of Samuel. And coming back to Jesus on the cross, if it wasn't for God's silence towards Jesus, as a result of all the sins of eternity being poured on him, you and I would not be saved today. And the silence of God secured our salvation. And I think God does things he would prefer not to do for the redemptive results that they bring us. There you are, two languages. Because I'm sure God's preference was not to send his son to the cross. I'm sure God's preference was not to silence the relationship between himself and his son. I'm sure he preferred to bless Anna with a child immediately. 
վստահ են որ նախնախնդրեր աննայն ամիջապես օրնել մի զավակով God's silence has an eternal redemptive purpose that we don't see all the time. And I think it can be the same for, for you and I. When we're calling out for him and he is silent. He wants us to seek him regardless. And trust in his divine plan for our lives. Because it may have redemptive qualities Sometimes God's plans and God's silence to us and to people around us seem like foolishness. It's not logical, it's irrational. Why? It doesn't make sense. But we know that it's the cross was great wisdom, and in our lives as well, God's silence can be great wisdom even though we don't appreciate it as such at the time. And finally, when we are praying and God is silent and he calls us to seek him regardless, we can take comfort in the fact that in the Bible, God's silence, although it can sometimes be long, is not forever. Some say, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And sometimes a night seems very, very long indeed. But joy does come one morning. And the, the thing with God is we cannot guarantee when he's going to speak to us. We just have no guarantees when he will speak. Again, I'm, I want to clarify, I'm not talking about the Bible, I'm talking about the voice that speaks directly to us about a situation. He is a sovereign God and his ways are not our ways. He sets the pace of the dialogue between the two of us, him and us. It's not like when we pick up the phone and know the other person is going to respond and we expect to have a to and fro. Sometimes it like, is like that with God, but often it's not. He is, he is eternal sovereign king. He will decide when he speaks and when he doesn't speak. Thank God the pattern in the Bible is that even after sustained periods of delay, he will speak. 
Park Diroch, Surkirki, Orinakneri, Machis, Testumenkor, Chnats, Karoga, Yeshkar, Develat, Luruchan, Shamanaka, Michos, When he does speak, it's like the best drink of water you've ever had in the hottest desert you've ever been in. Look at the difference in David when God has spoken to him after sustained silence. In Psalm 31. He's feeling bad for having complained so much. He said, For I said in haste, I am cut off from before your eyes. I said in haste, I'm sorry, God. Nevertheless, you, you heard the voice of my supplications when I cried out to you. Nevertheless, you heard me. All those times I was complaining, I just assumed because I felt nothing, you didn't hear me, I was talking to a wall. Nevertheless, you heard me. We can take comfort when, when we're crying out to God, when we're saying, calling out to Him, and we feel nothing, we feel, where are you? Nevertheless, He heard the voice of my supplications when I cried out to Him. It is never empty words, and it is never lost. And the next verse in Psalm 31, David wants to give a little bit of encouragement to people who might have been where he was. He says, be of good courage. Be of good courage. Take heart. And he will strengthen your heart. All who hope in the Lord. When we seek God and He's silent, we need to be of good courage. It takes courage to continue seeking the Lord when He's silent. Because, it is, because it's painful, like we said. Because we don't know when God will choose to speak. So it's hard and it takes courage. Because it's much easier just to give up. It's much easier just to get on with your life as you see fit. David says, be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. He will do it all who hope in the Lord. And one day, like David, we will say, in haste I complain that I am cut off from before your eyes. And the voice of God will come and breathe life again. Um, some of you may have, have read uh, a book called The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Letters. And screw tape in the screw tape letters is the devil 
training his disciple called Wormwood who's a demon in his in his army. And it's a humorous book but there's there's all kinds of deep spiritual truths in it. Because Screwtape the devil is training Wormwood how to trick Christians and how Christians operate and how that affects their activities in hell. And he gives a very interesting insight into how the devil views us when we keep praying regardless of God's silence. This is what he this is what Screwtape says to his his um, disciple. I says Screwtape And it's about those periods of time when you're praying and you're feeling dry and God is silent. He's explaining how it works. It is during such trough periods, much more than during the peak periods, that it is growing into the creature he, God, wants it to be. Therefore, the prayers offered by people in the state of dryness are those that please him, God, the most. He wants them to learn to walk and must therefore take away his hand. And if only the will to walk is really there, he is pleased even with their stumbles. Do not be deceived, Wormwood. Our cause, the cause of hell, is never more in danger than when a human, no longer desiring, but still intending to do the enemy's will, looks around, looks around the universe from which every trace of him seems to have vanish, vanished, and asks why he has been forsaken, but yet still obeys. Satanani Rashagedi Nasma Mej Gorza Amena Dujvarna Amena Vutangi Mecha Anjamanak Bur as Glorvo Marta Haratevuma Yepuntruma Astun Haratevuma Tishnamumodini Astvaz Amena Shat Vutangi Mechmik Ajamanak. When God is silent, Yefor Astvaz Lure, He's pleased when He withdraws His hand and we still stumble along. He's strengthening arms and legs. And the devil shudders when we obey regardless of God's silence. It's worth it. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. All hope in the Lord.
And the final thing I just want to close with as encouragement for you when God is silent. Is that when God the Father is silent, the Son never, never, ever stays silent. Because the Bible tells us he is constantly interceding on our behalf before the Father. His wounds are constantly speaking to the Father on our behalf. The Son is never silent. And when you're praying in your room at night and you just feel the silence of God the Father, be comforted that the Son is constantly interceding on your behalf. Not because your sins continually need to be interceded for every day. Because it was done forever on Calvary. But because his wounds are constantly speaking of Calvary to the Father on your behalf. The son is never silent. So, when God is silent, he wants us to seek him regardless. And trust in his divine plan for our lives. And I want to challenge you today, if you are being faced now with God's silence, First examine your hearts. And ask God to examine, ask the Holy Spirit to examine your hearts for unconfessed sin. If you haven't given God space to speak in your life because you're so busy and you're running around and you've got your plans, Create space for him to speak. Give time to his word. Give him the chance to speak. Although he's sovereign and he chooses when to speak and when to stay silent, if we're not giving him the space to, we'll never be there when he chooses to. And if, in spite of all of that, he is still silent, we apply the truths of the Bible we looked at today. We wait upon him. It's not a passive waiting. It's a proactive waiting. We engage with him in our struggle and our frustration. We tell him about our frustration and our pain at his silence. We seek seek his face and we we choose to obey him even though we have no feeling from him. And courageously, courageously, hard as it is, we choose to trust in the promise that his divine purpose is being fulfilled by his silence. And we trust, we continue to trust 
Heavenly Father, we love it when you speak to us because your word is life and your word is love and your word is joy. And Lord, we just love it when your voice speaks deep into our soul and we do pant for it and we do long for it. Father God, and Lord, we pray that you would speak as much as possible, Father God. And I pray that nothing in us would stop us speaking. Stop, would, nothing in us would stop you speaking, Lord. May nothing in us hinder your voice. Holy Spirit, I pray that we would allow you to convict us of unconfessed sin. To convict us when we shut you out because we're too busy. And Lord, we want to say to you that we want your help to be courageous when you choose to remain silent. Give us courage, strengthen our hearts, Lord, as you, have, as you have promised David. Lord, and help us to keep seeking you, Lord, to pour our hearts out to you, Lord, to trust that one day you will speak at the right time, and to trust that your divine purpose is being fulfilled for your glory through your silence. Lord, we thank you for Jesus, who intercedes constantly on our behalf presents us to you, Father God, unblemished and sinless and pure, Father. And through the Son, Lord, we can come to you and we can unashamedly pour our heart and our frustration and our pain out to you, God. Thank you that you listen and you rejoice in that, ironic as it might seem, Father God. So, Lord, I pray that you change our minds, and as it says in Romans, you would renew our minds to look on your, at your silence as a form of eternal blessing and value and purpose, difficult as it may be. Bestow courage on all of us, God. Bestow perseverance, God. Keep us from lies of the enemy, which tell us you don't care, which tell us that you are unloving, which tell us that you have withdrawn from our lives. It's not true. And give us courage, Lord, until the pain of the night becomes a joyful morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to praise the Lord for that message. Anybody who comes here and speaks from here is speaking the word of God through the Holy Spirit and God has spoken to us this evening perhaps you're in that situation that uh, you're going through that dark path the dark road and you've been praying and you've heard nothing
listening to us. Thank God he's told us to have courage. He's told us to have patience. Not to help him with our own actions. Because sometimes when we pray for something for a little while nothing's happening, we take our own actions and it ends in disaster. Let's ask God to give us patience. Whatever it is that we want he wants to uh, to change in this church, let's pray, can continue praying with courage and patience and, and leave it to his time to change these things. Comforting it is to know that when we're going through that silence, God is really listening to us. Not only is He listening to us, but we are winning a spiritual war. We are, we are winning the spiritual war in the heavenly places because we are listening and we are. We are, we are, we have the courage to wait for him. Let's just stand, let's all stand up and say the benediction. Let's all say it together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now forever. Let's just stay it from together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forever. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord.